bah these women crying about their periods again if that is the thought you had as you saw the title of this episode and you still chose to listen thank you and also please wait what if i told you that period health affects the environment and the economy and is not an isolated women's problem so as someone concerned about the world do stay back and listen hi there you're listening to unviral the podcast where we tackle that dangerous combination of the two kinds of virality misinformation about health i'm parvati mohan production lead at factly and in this episode we look at false information about menstrual health it's my time of the month aunt flo is visiting it's shark week we have found so many ways of referring to our periods without actually saying the word period it does not come as a surprise to anyone why there is a crippling stigma around menstruation this stigma is a breeding ground for misinformation we know these myths don't wash your hair when you have your period don't eat pickle when it's that time of the month don't enter the kitchen while everyday myths like these contribute towards stigmatizing periods they seem relatively harmless compared to the real life horrors of what some women go through not just every month but over a lifetime because they bleed in several parts of rural india without running water it is the responsibility of the woman in the family to fetch water from the nearest source this nearest source may be 200 meters away or it may be over 1 and 1/2 kilometer away data from the 2011 census tells us that around 21 million indian women reportedly walk these long distances for the most basic need water this puts the health and safety of these women at risk and what of when a woman is on her period or has recently given birth and is unable to go the distance in the extremely dry areas of maharashtra and rajasthan exists a solution to this problem water wives the men in these areas take a second and sometimes a third wife so that their water supply stays uninterrupted these water wives are often from extremely poor families or are widows who need a roof over their heads it is without doubt an exploitative system of course the government must work on a better water delivery system in these places and identify the problem as a crisis born out of poor menstrual and maternal health and of course the burden of bringing water must not solely rest on the woman but a starting point that may have quicker results may be to dispel the myths surrounding menstruation so that these women can continue to go out of the house during that time of the month and the household is not left without water including for the woman's needs but a lot of information on menstruation tends to be couched in medical terms which makes it inaccessible to the majority of menstruators We asked Dr. Tanaya Narendra, popularly known as Dr. Cuterus on Instagram, about this problem. This is what she said. It's very important in my experience so far that the conversation is very approachable. You know, people don't care for big things like what is the anatomy of your pelvis. People care about very basic things like can I wash my head on my period? Is it okay? Can I eat pickle on my period? How long can I use a pad for? is is a menstrual cup going to give me an infection it's very simple questions that people seek answers to and we don't have to get caught up in creating elaborate 15 minute videos or 
35 page explanation simple to the point answers that are accessible for people of all levels of intelligence all levels of socioeconomic status and all levels of comprehension this is as far as the average woman goes but what if i told you that these gaps in knowledge exist even within the medical community i once mentioned to a nurse working in a big hospital in hyderabad that i use a menstrual cup she laughed and said that she doesn't even know what that is and when people do realize what a cup is there is immediate resistance to using one a lot of people in cities will say that they already use good quality pads or tampons and don't need to switch to cups or that they are scared to put cups inside their bodies let's go back to dr tanaya and hear what she has to say about this a lot of people when they use pads particularly in india it, it's a very moist environment down there in the crotch uh, already we have a lot of humidity uh, in our temperature area so when using pads when using tampons it can become very moist and it can lead to fungal infections it can lead to a lot of itching it can lead to pad rashes which is a very common problem in menstruators in india so the menstrual cup eliminates these problems because there's something that's sitting inside your vagina with pads and tampons you know we're providing a very good medium for bacteria to grow they need roti and makan they don't need kapra so roti you're giving in the form of blood and makan you're giving in the form of either the fibers or the cotton fibers or the plastic mesh if you take that away if you dramatically reduce the chances of getting an infection because the silicone is so slippery it doesn't have these coarse fibers that the bacteria can grow on the silicone itself provides such a smooth surface that it's hard for bacteria to colonize there and grow there that's not to say it never happens which is why you have to be careful when using products like anything that have to do with your menstrual health but it dramatically reduces how much you are at a likelihood of getting an infection you can just collect the blood and you can throw it you can wash it you can put it back inside yourself and at the end of every cycle you can just sterilize your cup by boiling it in water which reduces any remaining chances of an infection now coming to the the other point of whether or not putting a cup inside you for that long is safe or not is that it's wonderfully safe because it's made of a material called medical grade silicon now when something is medical grade it means that it is tested to not react to your body for example if you get a pacemaker a pacemaker contains medical grade plastic you put a pacemaker inside your body because it's integral to your health nobody will come and tell you then that oh you're putting a foreign substance inside your body and it's a bad thing nobody does that but when it comes to policing women's bodies everybody will jump up and tell you that putting a menstrual cup inside you is a bad idea because it's putting something foreign inside you two more reasons to use menstrual cups are how good they are for the environment and for our pockets you can get a good cup for less than 1000 rupees that you can use for 5 to 10 years which means that you end up saving a lot of money by not having to buy pads and tampons over and over again cups are also much better for the environment as there is no plastic or cloth waste that will end up in a landfill and contribute to pollution but misinformation plays villain again as people believe that using a menstrual cup will rupture the hymen and so take away a girl's virginity this myth has been debunked by health professionals across the world and yet it persists the hymen is like a rubber band that's at the front of your uh, vaginal opening which means that because it's like a rubber band it means that it's elastic which means that it can stretch and it can accommodate things even in people who have given birth you can see remnants of their hymen 
it's it's not like it's not like a piece of glass that you shatter and take away forever so menstruators can use um can use a a a menstrual cup whenever they want my earliest patient who has used a menstrual cup has been 15 years of age and she's found it comfortable to use of course you know when you're inserting it initially it does take a little bit of getting used to because you've never put anything down there but it's not like it will destroy your virginity or whatever first of all virginity is a social construct but i do understand that given our country and the socio cultural practices we have here virginity is important to certain people which is fair i mean their 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 choice but you know putting a menstrual cup inside won't take away your virginity firstly and secondly it won't destroy your hymen your hymen is elastic it has a ring that you can insert the menstrual cup through it already has a hole in it periods are a normal phenomenon and with the right kind of information and by using the right kind of products a woman can go about her regular day even during her period of course this is not to say that everyone can have an easy period people with conditions like endometriosis and pcos have a far more difficult time dealing with their periods it is extremely important that people with these conditions get the right kind of medical care even for people who don't suffer from these problems having a good doctor to talk to especially a gynecologist can mean the difference between suffering in silence and enjoying a normal life but a lot of women hesitate to speak freely with gynecologists because they fear judgment from them and this is a valid concern just search the internet and you will find several stories of gynecologists apparently shaming unmarried women for being sexually active or shaming married women for choosing not to have children dr tanaya shares her thoughts on this gynecologists are the product of the society we live in and our society is deeply patriarchal deeply misogynistic and deeply superstitious we have to accept that and these are people that are coming from the same background and they have scientific training yes but the people who are training them also come from the same deeply deeply patriarchal deeply misogynistic deeply superstitious superstitious backgrounds this is a systemic change and it will take time it is an uphill task because i know it's difficult to find a good gynecologist who listens to your problems without judging you and shaming you i i completely understand and respect the fact that this is genuinely a problem in the world not just our country but you know health is a priority and we must prioritize it in that way just like we spend hours searching for our perfect mascara or hours searching for whatever bra fits you best or hours searching for a good movie on netflix or a good book of figuring out your choice in music we can spend hours and a certain amount of money searching for a good gynecologist who prioritizes your health at an individual level we can all do what dr tanaya is asking us to do we can put in the time and effort and find ourselves or our loved ones a good gynecologist but what about those who live in remote areas and don't have access to any good doctors leave alone gynecologists Such people often depend on the women who raise them their mothers and grandmothers USA the Kiawa Trust and Dasra came up with a report in 2015 that revealed that over 71% of Indian girls don't learn about menstruation until their first period and that around 70% of mothers think of menstruation as something dirty This report also highlights the alarming fact that around 88% of India's menstruators supposedly use hazardous materials like rags, 
sand, old plastic sheets and newspapers, and ash in place of hygienic products. The problem is compounded by the likelihood that most people's instinct may be to trust someone they know over trusting a stranger like an NGO worker or a doctor. Let us now hear from Ms. Ananya Chaucharya, the founder of Paint It Red, an NGO that tackles menstrual stigma at the grassroots. Most of the times, um, the the decision for what period product also needs to be used uh, is made by the mother. So some of the things that we have seen on ground includes the fact that you know mothers are more willing to try out a new product for themselves as and not so much for their daughters. Um, they are also people who have sort of invariably normalized and conditioned themselves to believing that periods are impure. And that, that's a very dangerous precedence to set for the next generation. And that's why Painted Red tries consistently to be the first people to have this conversation with the young adults, uh, you know, at the age of puberty itself, so that they do not, again, fall victim to the same uh, stigmas that their parents and their grandparents have grown up with. Um, we started encouraging um young girls to come to the sessions with their mothers to make sure that you know everybody's on the same page and we can address the concerns of the mothers as well they're also perpetuating the same discrimination towards their children they're making sure they don't enter the kitchen they observe isolation these are all things that that can only change if both mothers as well as their daughters and mainly i believe all menstruators of a community are targeted unanimously the key to this is innovation so many times you have to just kind of, um, you know, play games with them to make them understand why some things are not relevant. One of the things that that we have started doing at Painted Red and which seems to be very effective is that we play a round of Chinese whispers with our girls. Um, we try to tell them that from the, the and, and the very simple objective it serves is that right at the beginning, the message when it goes around and it reaches the last person, it has already gotten distorted. And what we try to convince them with that is that, you know, what your mothers and grandmothers were telling you um, may have had relevance at their age, but now that it has gotten passed down the generations, uh, it, it ha- does not hold the same relevance. The message gets distorted from one generation to another. And and which is why we try and create an inquisitive temper in within the people instead of trying to tell them and debunk for them uh, every myth that exists, you know, because um, let's be real, if two, two, two women or, or two facilitators who, have, who they've met for the first time will come in and tell them that everything you have been practicing, everything your mother or your grandmothers have been telling you is incorrect, um, that's not going to be received well. It's not going to be received well by the community. It's not going to be received well by the participants of the workshop. And uh, it, it definitely doesn't help the cause. Um, instead, we try and build a lot of stories around it. We try and gamify it. You know, often we'll put some of these things on balloons and make them burst it. Some, uh, some of the things are are good practices, some are bad practices, and we tell them to identify it. Um we also try and show them the relevance of how things have changed. These sound like great ideas to bust the myths around menstruation. But India being such a diverse country, can we adopt the same strategies everywhere? Or is there a need for custom-made solutions for different parts of the country? Ms. Chaucharya weighs in on this. We try and always come up with one solution. Right? We, are, we might be one country, but we're definitely not the same people. Between um, 
you know different parts of a state there's such a difference in menstrual behavior and and we can see that if you just try and put it in terms of you know cultural practices even if you put it in terms of language you know when when we are ready to accept that dialects can differ across a state why are we not ready to accept the fact that menstrual behavior and practices also differ across the state and therefore all local governments need to do this work in collaboration with the grassroots um they have to involve district magistrates they have to involve the local government bodies to come up with more tailor made solutions that is a clearing problem we do not we're not ready to accept that we're different we might be in one country but we're different and every community requires a different solution i think that's that's one of the things that needs to be done all this is not to say that those of us in cities i mean those of us who speak english and live on facebook surrounded by fact checks are immune to misinformation about women's reproductive health. Dr. Tanaya talks about social media messaging that can get in the way of good menstrual health. Usually it stems from people who are not menstruators. So for example, there are people who will come and tell you that um, particularly this is I mean this usually in my experience has been from uh, accounts that are run by men. um by cis men and there will be things like the gel in the core of the pad it contains something that will give you cancer. or wearing a pad for over 2 hours will make you ill yes of course there's a time limit how, how long you're supposed to be wearing the pad but um it's not 2 hours <laughs> it's like 8 hours it's 6 hours um there's a lot of uh, myths around the use of tampons that people shouldn't use tampons because they will cause toxic shock syndrome and the the the, the thing with toxic shock syndrome is that there are a bunch of issues that can cause tss it's not just tampons and if you use them safely there's very low risk as such it's we just have to advocate safe use more than anything else there's a lot of disinformation regarding that lot of misinformation regarding sexual health and sexual relationships around your period is it okay to have sex on your period there's a reel that's going around right now that if you have sex within 6 weeks of giving birth you will die or something right something along those lines so it's a whole range of issues but they mostly stem from this desire to control women's bodies and women's rights we hope this podcast has helped you broaden your understanding of menstrual health as being more than just a women's issue how a society deals with periods affects the environment and the economy we also hope that we can all now contribute towards the end of period stigma in our own little ways by talking about periods openly and countering the misinformation around it when we encounter it We've left some links in the description for you to read up on menstrual health in more detail. Until next time, take care, stay safe and remember to unviral. Unviral by Factly is researched by Nandita Kalidas, written, hosted and produced by Parvati Mohan and edited and designed by Jyoti Jiro. Thank you for listening.